Hi, everybody. I'm Andy, your host of the Project Yay podcast. Today, I'm in conversation with Madhura Risley, all the way from the UK. I met Madhura many years ago and very briefly. The moment I saw her, I knew she was something special, unique, and she has that certain je ne sais quoi. Since then, we've stayed in and out of touch, but I've witnessed a journey from afar, and she's blooming into an even more beautiful being. In a world where people look to modern science for answers, Madhura embraces an alternative and holistic approach to healing oneself. And via her practice at earthkeeperpriestess.com, she aims to channel her gifts purposefully in order to create life full of vitality and abundance for seekers. Hi, Madhura. Hello, Andy. First of all, uh, let me congratulate you on your wonderful marriage and your newborn baby. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm so humbled that you took time today for this podcast. Oh, I, mean, I don't have any babies, but I can imagine how hard it must be. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I wasn't really prepared to have a baby. You know, I thought I'm one of those girls who's going to live a life without babies which is human babies <laughs> I thought I'd just be having like a lot of animals dogs cats you know whatever but I never thought I'd be having human baby but it's been I've realized now that it's actually a blessing that I didn't even think I needed so it's it's a beautiful journey it's an absolutely beautiful sacred journey Wow. And that's what I think we're here to talk about today, you know, your whole journey, because like I said, we've kind of stayed in and out of touch and I've only gotten in touch with you when, you know, there's a tarot reading. or Yes. Um, oh, yes. The tarot reading that I still need to complete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love what you have started, earthkeeperpriestess.com. First of all, the name is so powerful. I think earthkeeperpriestess. And I have been curious, actually, what exactly the nature of your work um, is. What does an Earth Keeper Priestess do? <laughs> so, well, okay, so Earth Keeper Priestess. Oh, um, how do I begin? Uh, well, I'll start with the, your question about what my work is about. So let's begin there. So basically, my work is about healing. It's about healing. And it's about healing people, animals, birds, trees, faces, you know, everything, anything, yeah. everything that needs healing. And I work on the physical, emotional, mental, um, spiritual level. And I also, which takes into consideration the entire mind, body, soul dynamic. So I work with people who have problems in their connection to their self. And this is something everyone has, you know, everyone without any, I mean, a lot of us do without an exception. So, yeah, so this is one, working with their connection to their self, their body, their relationships, and anyone who's also suffering from any kind of uh, mental or physical discomforts or ailments. And also assisting people with um, finding deep transformations they need within themselves and reminding mm -hmm. them that, you know, they are creators of their own life because we are powerful creators of our own life. We have absolute tremendous, tremendous potential and capacities, each, each, every one, every single human being on this planet. Yeah. So basically, this is what my work is about. Um, it also is slowly evolving into, for instance, I grew up in India and living in India was, uh, it was a, 
it was a magnificent and crazy mm. magical journey. But at every step, however, I've seen people, you know, this, the suffering of people really spoke to me since I was very young. Yeah. Like from a very young age, I felt a lot of compassion toward um, toward everything. So mm. this, this, this actually formed a very strong teaching in a way I felt I was guided since I was quite little. So, yeah, now eventually this is and I, I, I didn't think I'd be doing this work until right. until well just a just a few years ago i think and so before that did you have like because most of us have like a boring nine to five job we basically subscribe to the life that's been prescribed by the society uh did you have one of those normal jobs <laughs> i actually on, did or? have a normal job which didn't last for long fortunately um it was i was working so i graduated from uh, do, doing BFA, which is Bachelor in Fine Art. And I was wow. studying commercial art. Uh, but I started to see that, um, well, I was, I was studying advertising. And I realized that, you know, what is worse than bad advertising sometimes can be good advertising <laughs> because people yeah. are selling all these things and making people believe that they need all these things that they actually don't need so I had to find something deeper because it wasn't aligned with 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 what how I felt inwardly I felt that there is something much uh there is something more than just um selling things um so yeah I, I had a job as a content content writer for a while where I was writing um different articles uh the the topics involved you know pretty much anything and everything you know like um maybe how to cure a frostbite to places to visit in australia or right. talking about god dionysus or you know there were absolute so many very very topics so yeah I, w- I was doing that for a while so was it a gradual shift into um this i'm, I'm very curious what yeah. happened in between because um, so, from a person who works in advertising and a you know content writes them to being an earth keeper priestess wow. <laughs> well I didn't really work in advertising um, I had I, I, I just worked as a content writer then and it I think I barely worked for like some months you know <laughs> and then mm-hmm. life started to show me something else actually my personal life had there was a lot of turmoil and conflict in my personal life which which uh, kind of propelled me to travel. Yeah, it propelled me to travel around India, you know, alone. And this was, I believe, a calling from spirit, you know, to say, hey, come along. I need to show you something. And it was mainly about seeing what is going on with with the world and with the world, which wh- wherever I was traveling. And it was um, it was I had many beautiful experiences and many, uh, sometimes even some dangerous experiences. But so, I, I feel like wow. I used to seek out that danger. Like what kind? Like uh, what kind of dangerous experience? Right. So, for instance, when you're a girl traveling alone in India, you know there is a lot of uh, this. Uh, men have a habit of staring at women a lot in India and also they are usually not aware of what to do with their own sexuality 
And right. this is a thing that is very suppressed. You, you, you know, you know how it is where yeah. Yeah. we're all like a, the, the, the tradition really is that you're not supposed to be having sex before marriage and things like this. And that really yeah. puts a lot of stress and pressure and something that is actually really sacred, which is our body and our sexuality is turned, you know, it's, it's kind of pushed into these dark recesses of our mind and people mm-hmm. don't understand what to do with it. So, well, well, coming back to the experiences, the dangerous, well, dangerous experiences that, that they were not really dangerous, but yeah, they, they could have been. Uh, so I've, yeah. I have met, uh, it was a couple of different occasions or not, not couple, but quite, quite many occasions. I've, I've actually come face to face with people who have probably wanted to rape me, for instance, <laughs> but uh, yeah. okay, I will tell you one particular experience to narrow it down to just give an example of how this turned out so I was okay I was not in India at this time I was in Nepal and Mm -hmm. I was in Pokhara and Pokhara has this place called Freedom Cafe which is right next to a beautiful lake and I was here Mm -hmm. with with some people and it was a party and it was quite beautiful but it was quite late in the night and I didn't know that um yeah I think I, I had I actually had a conflict with my ex at the time and um, mm-hmm. I realized that okay this conflict I, I need to just find some space to breathe so I walked out mm-hmm. of this cafe and as I was walking out it was pitch dark and I realized oops it's it's a little bit later than I expected but then I thought well I'll just keep going and I'll go back to to my to my uh, to the room in the guest house so as I was walking, there was absolutely nobody on the street. There, was, there were no lights except for one light, which was, uh, it was an ATM machine. Uh, as I was walking, um, there was a man who just drove up his motorbike with a load of aggression right in front of me. And I was already wow. kind of angry with the conflict I'd had. And in my anger, yeah. I just looked at him and I said to him, all right, either you beat my face to pulp or I'm going to beat yours. And I have no idea why I even said that, but I was pretty pissed off. So he was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. And he he kind of withdrew and he left. So I thought, oh, okay, that was quite easy. And I already sensed that, you know, he was looking for something that I absolutely was not going to give him. So as I was walking ahead, again, I heard a voice from Elaine and it was a man. And he just said hello, and I just said hello because I thought, well, what's what's the what's the matter with saying hello to somebody who's saying hello to you? Yeah. And then this guy came walking, and he stood right in front of me, um, you know, blocking my way. And the first thing he said to me was, "Do you rem- do you know that I'm the same person who tried to stop you earlier?" And at this point, I just burst yeah. out laughing, and I was laughing because. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, I didn't, I wouldn't have known that it was the same guy. So I was just happy that yeah, he was so yeah. honest about it. And and, yeah. I, and he looked at me and he was like, okay, let, let's go. And I could sense that, you know, what, what he wanted to do. So I was quite, um, in that moment, I realized, okay, 
uh, I just need to speak to him because I'm seeing what is going on here. So I started to, I, I pretty much very bluntly asked him, okay, so is it sex you're looking for? Because I love making love, mm-hmm. and to which he, he was a little bit surprised, I think. So I yeah. further went on to explain to him that, you know, in making love, you, you, you can't be doing, so. I mean, I didn't say you can't be doing this, but I said, yeah. You know, yeah. imagine, you know, you get a girlfriend or you find somebody who you really connect with. And you take her out somewhere. Maybe you can watch movies or whatever. You know, I was just, I was basically dropping yeah. him from his, this instinctual primordial thing that was sent into these dark yeah. recesses to his heart, you know, yeah. speaking straight from the heart wow. to the heart. And in doing that, he suddenly, you know, in the pitch dark night, Andy, I could see him just transform in front of me because this person who was wow. really very aggressive, suddenly I could see his smile, his teeth in the moonlight, just grinning away. And he (laughs) actually thanked me, which was, for me, it it was just a really big transformational moment because he taught me, he taught me as well that this is possible, you know, that it is possible to, to come across something that is aggressive, but meet it from your heart and from your truth and completely transform that. You know, so that's like one of the experiences I've had. Obviously, it's never been the same. You know, it's all sometimes I've had to use this kind of aggression. And a lot of people with a lot of men would think because I'm a tiny girl that they would they could, you know, get away with something. But I would absolutely not stand for that. So, yeah. (laughs) So these are like, yeah, so that's one of the experiences. That was so that that's um, I'm always really amazed, you know, when somebody tells me, you know, a story about energetically powering through a situation. Because if you'd have narrated this story to me like five years ago, I wouldn't have believed you, you know. But now I believe that these things are quite possible. And um, I've had similar experiences, probably not as powerful as you, though. But, um, you know, on similar lines. But you know what, it's only fitting, you know, the kind of work that you do, um, you know, the healing practices, you know, it involves so much of energy related work. And I see that you've come so far um, because I see newer practices, healing practices that you have undertaken on your website, you know, that I've never heard before. Something like energy medicine or womb healing, for instance. This is something that I didn't know of either. When I lived in India, of course, um, I was, it was, um, how do I say, Um, I had a connection to my inner voice, although it wasn't as strong at the time. I mean, there was this connection, but it was always interrupted by other things and those interruptions themselves were the lessons for me and they were absolutely amazing lessons now that I look back I realize why they happened the way they did with womb healing this is something I did for the first time with Elizabeth Wilcock who is who is my mentor um mm-hmm. he is the initiator and creator of uh the priestess path lineages of light and I worked I, I attended this um, initiation or uh, this training in the summer of 2019. So it was mm-hmm. only a year ago. And 
through the, uh, what uh, actually when this happened with the womb healing practices, I, I cannot say too much about what I did because I'm under oath. Or as all yeah, other sisters yeah. are, whoever did this. But I, I would love if anybody who's listening, you could, if you're interested, you can always visit a web- website. And if you're interested in actually yeah. doing it, I would say, yes, go for it, because it's, it's, it's wonderful and it's a completely transformative experience. So um, coming back to the womb healing, this, uh, when I did this particular uh, ritual ceremony and, you know, the guided meditations and everything that was given to us, um, I ended up becoming pregnant. <laughs> so it, wow. yeah, this was, uh, it's, and it was so unexpected. So yes, there is, there is definitely, uh, there is definitely a healing that happens, not just with the physical aspect of the process, but also, how we guide our minds and the blockages that we release in, in doing certain practices like meditation or, um, you know, the, yoga, or there, there are so many different practices, you know, like if, if, we, we, if we were to yeah. talk about it, it would just be endless, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm more interested, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I've recently kind of started meditating. Yeah. Um, um, but I just do the basic levels, like I said, you know, just focus on breathing at the moment. That, that you know, is I, it. That is it. That is literally it, isn't it? Meditation is literally focusing on your breathing. Oh, but sorry right. to interrupt you. Go on. <laughs> no, go on, go on, go on. Tell me more. I mean, I'm because I see there's so many different kinds of meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I realize that there's something, a meditation for gratitude and joy. There's something, something to kind of... Um, you know play with your thoughts or maybe express or you know focus on your mind while you're meditating too so are they different the kind of meditation experiences that you have um, are they different from these or are they similar yeah so when usually my meditation nowadays is really living my life uh, my day-to-day life which and pretty much focusing on what is happening outside and also what is happening internally as I am um, participating in the external reality. So a lot of of the meditative practices that I was doing initially were to clear clear a lot of, you know, we, we carry a lot of different beliefs that have been passed down from you know our parents and you know the generations that come before them from cult from the culture we live in from society from media you know you get the picture (laughs) and mainly it is about clearing all these beliefs in order to align yourself with your inner voice and each of us has this inner voice each of each and every one of us has the ability to be intuitive and connect with this source, you know, the source that is speaking, that is flowing, that is dancing through each one of us, that is dancing through each one of us. And even like, like you said, you know, you, you meditate and you breathe. And when you're doing that, what you're really doing is you probably are just, you know, calming your mind. And when the mind is calm, um, you make space, you create this sacred space for for whatever inner visions, whatever your inner voice is, or, you know, even just even if it's silence, even for silence to thrive, 
the way I see it, you know, okay, to give an example, like right now, what's coming to my mind is, you know, when you plant a seed mm-hmm. and the soil needs to be still, right, for the seed to grow. And if the soils are disturbed all the time with different waves and winds and waters or whatever other, whatever forces, it becomes hard for the seed to even, like, you know, it, it can't take root. So this is pretty much what you're doing is you're finding space, you're creating space, you're creating sacred space for your being to take root, for your being to have that peace in order to bring forth the visions, the dreams that we all carry individually and collectively. Oh, I hope that answers the question. This all sounds so super magical. (laughs) Life (laughs) is super magical. Because I think it's a great respite from all the logical stuff that we constantly keep reading, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is all wow. So, <laughs> I do you have bad days? But yeah, I do have bad moments that where I am confused about certain things, and usually mm-hmm. when you when there is confusion, there is usually a there is. is lack of there there is some uh part of you that is closed to a perspective that truth mm-hmm. has to offer whenever there is where there is truth there is understanding where there is understanding there is clarity when there is clarity you can go forth right so yeah i i do have certain times when i do need to withdraw from um, you know, external, whatever is happening externally, what people are saying, what I don't watch much of TV or the news either because it is too much of disturbance. It is too much of fear. And yes, it is good to be informed, but I think it is not good to make choices that are rooted in fear. That is because it, it, it it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a slippery slope, that one. <laughs> And it's kind of very difficult, you know, especially in situations like today where we have this whole global thing going on, you mm-hmm. know, the pandemic, mm-hmm. to not, uh, um, to be able to be grounded and, you know, to not operate from fear. Yes, yes. Um, and actually, if you look at how it's happening, uh, it's the first time ever, like at least the first time that I've known and the first time I think a lot of people have uh, seen that the entire world is in lockdown and the way I see it it's very symbolic we are being asked to go inward we are being asked to go inward and to find what it is that we need to change and it's not even so much of our external reality we need to start changing what is within what is it that is creating uh, you know all this disturbance outside where we are giving into systems that have so much greed um, and selfishness, you know, it's all uh, out of selfish interests, out of uh, select people, and where so many people are giving up their, not giving up, but giving away their power and their life energy to create a vision, to build a dream for somebody else. Whereas actually, we can take that power back by simply turning inward and realizing that we do have the power to create because we are creators. We are creators of our life. We are creators yeah. of our destiny. So, yeah, yeah this, this is quite, I mean, it, it is a tough time for a lot of people, but it is usually tough to face 
what is going on within actually and this is the the real work the real work is not out there i mean yes we do engage in our outer realities but until the inner work is not done we until there is no purity of intention whatever whatever we do is you know it, it's it's not wholesome it's not going to give you that satisfaction that you really need like you can make a lot of plans uh but if they're based on what other people have told you or what other um what what you've heard from society or if it's if it's just something that you know it's based on a superficial kind of belief then it's you're eventually going to keep on being unsatisfied because we're just uh, fulfilling a want without meeting our needs so right yeah because i i also believe i mean you know um it's not my mind that will always have the answer um you know i i sometimes when i med- when i meditate also i sometimes feel that there's something deeper mm-hmm. um but there's definitely something deeper the intuition lies much much deeper than the mind yeah um, you know the first time i met you i saw your heart mm-hmm. and i saw this absolutely beautiful big warm throbbing heart and it, it was wow. so basic that a cat a cat made us meet it was funny it was it was amazing it was just a very magical oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> do you want to do you want to tell us how i mean oh i think you could um you could tell because, you could tell that story i think you have a because from from story. your from your perspective it's a completely different more magical story <laughs> oh no for me you can go on i cuz i saw you going full on on the dance floor like i literally <laughs> saw a magical fairy i don't know i, I remember that i used <laughs> that word like a little fairy yeah because Which, dance is mm. su- is such a beautiful beautiful form of expression and evocation really it's evoking all these beautiful energies that already exist within us sometimes it's also form to release i i think dance itself is a ritual and that's how i see it you know and yeah yeah and i have had a lot of those crazy rituals in pune for sure <laughs> yeah cuz i I had just you know I was kind of taking a break from dancing um, and I went and I had a glug of water and then you came in and I'm like who is this magical person <laughs> you're like you were amazing really? and I kind of understand <laughs> the dangerous experience that you also narrated before because mm-hmm. I think you have this um you're like a magnet um, <laughs> and uh, yeah there's oh this you're like this energy I... magnet I mean you know people kind of do get drawn to you yeah. and i won't say it in just a physical way there's that energy pull that you have and that happened to me and then i saw you look at a cat and the cat was looking at you <laughs> and i looked at the cat and the cat looked and i'm like this woman is this modern version of pocahontas <laughs> me you know tinkerbell oh my god meets, i just want to go hide and give it to you it's like so many that's, that's... <laughs> it was a load of sweetness and i don't know if i'm all those things but that's so sweet wow yeah this cat you know it, it was a magical moment it was so chaotic you know how parties are so chaotic and in a way i absolutely love chaos as well you know because there is yeah. so much rawness and realness in it as well when people are just dancing and they're being themselves So I was yeah I was dancing and this cat suddenly jumped and she came uh she or he I think it was a she she came straight down uh in a corner 
uh, on one of the walls. Yeah. And she looked at everything and I knew exactly what she was thinking. And she looked at me and I looked at her and we had, okay, I cannot say because it, that is between me and the cat, <laughs> but I looked at her and I just put my finger on my lips, like Shh, as if like we both knew the secret. <laughs> and that's when you saw me. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. you saw me just then. This being is yeah. definitely magical because you saw, you saw it out of all those, I don't even know how many people were there. There were loads of people. It was all packed, wasn't it? And amongst all those yeah. people, you were the one who spotted it in that exact moment. So yes, it was very special, very very special. <laughs> it was just special for me to kind of witness because the way you connected with an animal like that—I mean, um, I don't know. Since then, in fact, I'll tell you something. That since then, actually, I've had this weird connection with cats and. Um, I don't know whether you unlocked it for me <laughs> or it was always there and then I noticed it. Always. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's always there. You know, I, I feel a lot of times we are just reminding each other of things. It's all there. We all have everything that we need for this journey, for this magnificent journey that is life. And often, you know, whatever it is, whether it is, you know, a beautiful way or sometimes, you know, certain experiences can be, uh, how do I put it? Maybe disturbing or, you know, however, it, it, because I, I don't want to say negative, positive, because that's too much of a polarization, because life, yeah. it, life is a varied, it's a varied spectrum of so many different experiences. And I feel it's about embracing all of them. But often we are just reminded, I think. So, yeah, this connection with cats, I think you already had it. Maybe you both. And you're still talking to animals because I saw that video that you put up on Facebook with a hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and hedgehogs. They're... I saw the full thing. Yeah. So precious. And uh, <laughs> is he is he fine? Did I, he go back? Uh, he, I think he had a really nice nap in our tool shed. It was a really, really hot day. Um, it was nearly as hot as it is in India and I was like wow this is like being in India again so usually hedgehogs uh, they're nocturnal creatures and they come out in the night and this little one he was out in the daytime so me and David David my husband we were just making sure that he's okay he was all right uh, we were protecting him from the cat that helped him become a little bit bolder and he was, uh, he went into the tool shed and he had a beautiful nap for I don't know how many hours. I think throughout all day he was sleeping in there. So, yeah, I think now he's, he's gone wherever he, he's, yeah, wherever he is. I'm hoping he's, he or she is doing well. Yeah. I think nature and animals in general, I think, have this healing tendency to just to kind of be around them. Mm hmm. Um, I, yeah, now that you say it, Andy, I feel, yeah, they are very honest. They are very in tune with their instincts. They're very in tune with nature's cycles. We, on the other hand, we have, uh, you know, I would say that we've not, we are nature, you know, as much as we are, we, we'd like to, we think that we have disconnected ourselves from nature. I feel like we have, we are disconnected from our sacred connection to ourselves, you know, and the more we find that connection with ourselves, the more we find that connection with another person. So the deeper you meet your, like the deeper you go within yourself, the deeper you will go 
to meet where you will meet other people as well in uh, in the same depth is is what what I've experienced and, and I'm sure you and a lot of other people have experienced this as well I mean I follow Jeff Foster yeah. so um you know he he made an he made a point once and he said um we all walking each other home yes and <gasps> <laughs> that that point just hit home. Yes, home is home is the heart, <laughs> and the heart is the way forward, not the mind. It is the heart. It's when we clear the mind's chatter is when the heart's way opens up. Yeah, that's what I believe too. Wow, wow. So, you, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm getting goosebumps here. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, it's, it is a massive circle of all of us kind of holding hands, isn't it? Like a massive it um, is. circle of love. It and, is. Uh, it absolutely um, is. Sometimes it's just that, you know, fear or, you know, mistrust or something kind of makes us want to withdraw our hands. But, yeah. Um, we're still holding hands nonetheless. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, not physically, but we still are. <laughs> I think a good replacement for fear is compassion and understanding. When you're afraid, it's yeah. because there is, you know, we're always afraid of the unknown. The unknown yeah. can make us afraid. Or, you know, for instance, even before this, uh, this podcast, I was quite nervous. But yeah it's it's just about connection connection and compassion and understanding and love yeah this is this is the opposite of not the opposite but yeah this is this is the way through fear through fear wow but do you do you get cheeky um you know seekers who are very logical about life because all of the stuff that we're talking about can be very you know if somebody might be listening to this podcast who's very logical you know kind of might think we're mad mm -hmm. well and um yeah <laughs> it takes a belief i think to um and an experience also mm -hmm. of sorts uh mm -hmm to kind of continue that belief in the magic. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always, isn't it? It's uh, Andy, it's always about um, how much you're willing to do something, isn't it? And how aligned yeah. is that? More than belief, it's, I would say it's a trust in something that is greater. You know, I, I don't know, like people might say, okay, I don't know about God. And there is so much of this whole... Uh, there is like really a war on uh, the spirit, the spirit, our spirit, really, you know, through these religious systems. Like, for instance, the way I see in the West uh, and, and also yeah, in the East as well now is happening. But uh, for instance, in the West, where, uh, for instance, churches, you know, they were it was just a form of control by making you feel guilty about things by making you believe that there is a hell and, you know, really severing that connection with your own spirit and putting, you know, when you put your, uh, you, when you give away your power to a system that is, that is really formed because they want to have control or uh, things like mm -hmm. this, um, it, it, it's almost like a lot of people are living in this trauma of being taken advantage of in a way where how, how do I say yeah it's about when people 
you know, all of us have spirit. We have a soul. And all of us have the right to connect to this inner voice within. But when we have all these belief systems, for instance, religion, which places such a strong, uh, um, a strong, uh, how do I say? Doctrine. Yeah, a doctrine, exactly. A doctrine and just enforcing, forcing you to believe something that is completely not aligned with anything that is really necessarily true. People start to lose faith People start to think that any kind of mysticism or spirituality is all bogus or it's all, you know, because it's kind of the collective trauma that people have had because their faith was or their belief in something, the spiritual side of life was taken advantage of and they were lied to. And yeah, this is but I think we are all everyone, every single person is finding their own way, their their own um, with their own vision, with their own dreams, you know, finding their own way to connect with life. And everybody's journey is different. And there is, of course, we have a logical side to our brain and a rational side, and we have an intuitive and artistic and creative side. And it is a balance of both. You know, we can't be too much of one without being the other you know this is always there needs to be a balance and yeah wow <laughs> hmm. wow <laughs> wow so this this is really beautiful to speak to you about this because there's not your questions are so beautiful um you know when when i'm i just feel i just feel how how deep like you were just going with this with your questions and yeah it's beautiful i mean we can go on for hours we could (laughs) (laughs) but then uh, i mean we've got uh, i mean sadly we live in this physical body and then we have the you know (laughs) life yeah actually it's not so sad to live in this physical body because you know what this body the way i see it our body is a sacred vessel it's like a sacred vessel and it's kind of like densely matter is densely packed light and our bodies they're they're formed all this physical is formed through through love isn't it it is an act of love that brings life to existence that brings every form every creature every baby every every human being every you know every tree every river every mountain everything everything into life i am so grateful um for having this conversation with you and i really thank you for talking to me today bring such wonderful stories and about all this magical stuff and i honestly can't wait for us to meet in person and um, talk more about life oh Andy it was such a pleasure and I am so deeply grateful that you are you know that you are actually doing this work we're getting people to come and tell their stories and what they're doing it's it's beautiful it's been a phenomenal experience for me and it's also the first it's also the first time I've been doing this podcast so I'm deeply deeply grateful to you thank you so much and yeah, I do hope we will see each other soon. Like whenever you want to come to the UK, you're more than welcome to come stay over for as long as you like. I really look forward to us meeting again. Thank 
greetings to all the listeners that tuned in and listened to my conversation with Mathura. For more such conversations, subscribe to the Project Ye podcasts and get updates on new episodes. You can find us on all major podcast hosting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. This is me, Andy, your host, signing off. And until we meet again, love yourself a little more. Mm-hmm. <laughs>